0: Welcome to the DNA podcast. I'm your host DPU. and before we get into tonight's episode, I'm actually going to do something a little off uh, my normal schedule. Uh, my good friend, my adorable co-host Kevin Bobbins couldn't be here tonight so he has some other things he had to take care of. However, at the time of this recording, uh, this episode, it is my son's birthday. And so I want to make sure that he gets a very special happy birthday from myself. So, Ethan, good sir, you're 12 now. Congratulations. Happy birthday. And may the dice forever be in your favor. All right. Now, getting into our actual episode tonight, uh, I have a very special uh, guest host tonight. Uh, she is going to be on here for International Women's Appreciation Month. Uh, hopefully, I can get a couple more before the month is over. With, but I have the wonderful, the creative, the artiste, the connoisseur of nerd culture, uh, Redfield of Redfield Designs, uh, Madam. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight, uh, Hi, and thank you for being. Be, yeah, thank you for working with my chaotic schedule <laughs> the Fine. last few days. Um, so yeah, we brought you on. Not only to talk about who you are, uh, to talk about you know International Women Appreciation Month. So we are appreciating you. We are giving you the high five. <laughs> we are saying like, dude, let's look at all the awesome things you've done. And you know, it's it, it very much. I I do enjoy doing this month because I get to meet a lot of people that are in, in nerd culture that I feel like weren't there when we were younger and the representation. And so it's really fun to see where women such as yourself, you know, where they came from, what, who are their heroes and to where they are now. And, you know, we kind of laughed about this before the show, but like you're a hero for somebody else. You you are. I know you're shaking your head. It's, it's still okay. really,
1: really weird to hear. It, it is,
0: though, but that's OK. That that's That means that makes you are the good guy. Because the person who is like, yes, I am the hero, they're, they're usually like the narcissistic, egotistical one. You don't, No, you want the modest and the humble. Um, and, and that's awesome. But so before we get into that part, let's go back to the beginning. Let's talk about who you are. So you have this business, Redfield Design. Mm-hmm. You are a cosplayer creator. You are uh, a costume designer. You do <laughs> some amazing things. Um, one of your pieces, uh, your your Ben Franklin, uh, cosplay. Uh, I'm going to screw it up because I want to call it a space marine costume because it, it is was a space a, marine. It is a space marine, so it is it actually is. a space marine. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god, that thing is so cool. <laughs> and we will post up pictures. Like that is like the ultimate definition of like badass right there. Like it is. There's no other way to put it. I looked at it and I was like. I am so strangely patriotic and I am ready to go fight the grim dark in that costume. That is how, okay. How long did that take you? I'm curious. So you know. I, gotta know I right
1: started that the day COVID shutdown happened. So I, I was actually teaching that day yes. and they told us that we weren't coming back in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was subbing actually. So it wasn't as bad for me um it was bad for the person i was subbing for because literally they had just jumped right into covid and i was like well um i'm here and i don't have anything to do and nothing's happening so um and i had been joking with my husband for years that i was going to make a ben franklin space marine and there's a long, heartwarming story about why it's a Ben Franklin Space Marine and why I am in the Ben Franklin Space Marine. Um, But he had made one originally, and I had just been joking with him that I was going to make one. And then COVID happened and all we could do was order foam. So like I ordered a whole bunch of foam and I just started building him.
0: That's completely EVA foam. Yeah. Holy cow wow that's okay i want to come back to this and put a okay. pen in this we want to put a pen in this because wow um so let's talk about redfield designs what is redfield designs
1: so originally way back in the day mm. um redfield designs is is me i say we as in the royal we it is just <laughs> me um i was an alternative fashion designer for 10 years, um, primarily specializing in um, fashion that was historical in some way. So not historical reenactment garb, Mm. but steampunk, diesel punk, Lolitas, um, Neovic, goth, some goth movements, um, And I kind of, I got tired of that lifestyle, Um, which sounds really weird because, you know, when you grow up, you're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And everyone's like, I want to be a fashion designer. And um, I did it and I was like, yeah, no, this isn't what I want to do anymore. So, um, I mean, it was kind of an easy jump over to um costuming and cosplay i was already um working in a the theater as a costumer so mm. like that kind of was already on the table um and that's kind of what i used to do and then now i strictly do cosplay costuming and um like educational things
0: that's that's i mean that's not a hard leap but that's an impressive leap nonetheless um because you're going from i don't want to say practical fashion but more on that side to dress up yeah (laughs) for lack of better words
1: it's i found especially with the alternativeness of the fashion that i did that you were kind of already putting on a persona and even in steampunk, it's called a steam sauna. Like mm. there were terms for it, and um, it it was just kind of a little a little jump over to like. And you know, this is another pin probably at some point. Um, <laughs> so I like to cosplay characters that I feel embody or have a quality that I lack, and by assuming the characteristic of that person or the the appearance of that person for, you know, a limited amount of time, um, maybe I'll figure it out. Like it'll click in my brain and I'll all of a sudden like be as confident as poison Ivy or as like uh, interesting as the penguin or, you know, all of these things that I think that I lack.
0: That's That's an interesting concept there. I like that idea of, I guess I'd call it self-therapy. For yeah. self-improvement, that's, that's, I like that. I don't know. I guess I do that with my characters when I go as my DM. When I'm a, when I'm DMing, I'm definitely, I put on, because I put on outfits. And yeah. recently I did one in a kilt. Uh, it's my second time ever wearing a kilt. And it was, I want to say it was invigorating. I felt very confident. I'm a lot more confident than I think I am in real life. However, I can definitely get behind that. Uh, Now, you did mention earlier, excuse me, uh, you did mention earlier that uh, you're a teacher. Yeah. Uh, so, So not only are you, did you do this fashion design, that you are making all these costumes, which if nobody has ever listened to the podcast, costumes take a long time. They do. You're also molding the minds of a future generation uh and you're and you do you, you are the i don't want to put you in a box but you're the theatrical teacher correct you do them yes. with the theater stuff
1: yes yes so um, i teach at a magnet art school hmm. um so we already get a lot of um, uh kids that don't fit in anywhere hmm. really i mean because i i went to I went to the same high school that I now teach at um, and I have a BFA. Like I am, I am that art kid. So like, I get it.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And, um, and then to be in like a technical theater role is um, also like othering sometimes because mm-hmm. you don't think of those, th- those people as like art people because it's a um, like a supportive art but that they still have like artistic sensibilities and they still use art. We still design things, but we aren't the ones um, kind of bringing those things to light. We're, we don't bring those things to life, but we bring the characters that the other people are playing to life. If that okay. makes any sense. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. So you work more on the background stuff and with the the costuming and everything. Yeah. Now we live in a time of the 2020. We have the the pandemic time and these kids are growing up in this pandemic time. How has using these the skills and using what you do and how do you use your education to help these kids cope with everything that has gone on?
1: That's a deep I know. Question. I just i
0: dropped dropped one um, on you. Did I got I?
1: real deep real fast?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. I mean, I think, I think that if we're going like psychological about this, there's a certain escapism that happens, mm-hmm. and I think that's also kind of maybe part of the reason why cosplay, um, online got so much bigger during COVID. Um, was that kind of escapism, the putting on a different persona of somebody that is something, you know, um, that you lack. I mean, there's also like the human connection. Um, I was, <laughs> when I was in college, I went to like a dating meetup mm. um, for nerds at PortCon, which is a convention in Portland. And the first thing that the person said to The room was, um, you don't, like, you're here for a reason. And if you're meeting someone that you think is cute, they're also here for the same reason you're here. So, like, it's okay. They're not going to think you're weird or you're a nerd. You and them are at a convention. You're both (laughs) nerds. Like, you just have to find a similar nerd. But you're already, like, ten times ahead of somebody who just met someone at a bar. Right? You already know that you both have an interest in something nerdy.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. Um, So, let's go into Redfield Design. Let's go from the teaching to the Redfield Design. Um, How long of a time frame has it been since you've been creating these costumes. So I know you said it was it about 10 years ago you were you did for 10 years you were in the fashion design.
1: Yes. So I started officially like I I count my first competition because I'm mm. a competitive cosplayer and there's a little bit of a difference in competitive cosplaying. Um so my first competitive cosplay was in 2016 I believe.
0: Okay. What's the difference between competitive cosplay and just regular cosplay? I cuz I legitimately don't know.
1: I mean, there so it's it's not like one is better than the other one. It's mm-hmm. just what you kind of take into consideration and I have cosplays that are competition cosplays and I have cosplays that are just like fun cosplays hmm. um so and i'm particularly in the craftsmanship categories um they're masquerade categories and craftsmanship categories and i like to build my thing and i do not like to act like the character which is weird given what i said earlier <laughs> um but um so i build a lot of my own cosplays um and i like like the different materials figuring out the material is i personally like doing historical research a lot of my cosplays are kind of grounded in a historical either time period or feeling that gives them more of a realistic persona ambiance.
0: okay i like that yeah
1: um but like i my my second cosplay ever was Merida from Brave and I made it nice. in plaid and I made sure that it looked like a medieval dress with like one or two little details. Um but I I like to build like really outrageous things um and I like to build them well. <laughs> I guess I, I, is kind of like
0: no that's that's I get that. Um uh, I'm curious though your because you do have a a designer background yeah how difficult was your first like how hard was it to build your first cosplay costume like and where you are then versus now
1: so that's actually (laughs) that's actually super interesting (laughs) and weird question all at the same time I love it um so we're gonna go with the first cosplay that I built Hmm. which was BB-8
0: Okay, <laughs> you've got my attention.
1: <laughs> and uh, I chose BB-8 because I liked it. It was cute. Um, and BB-8 being a non-human character gave me a lot of room to explore design and design mm-hmm. qualities. Um, my first like accidental cosplay um, was Agatha Heterodyne from Girl Genius. Um, because I look like her, and I was into steampunk. and steampunk. if you don't know anything about Agatha Hedyne or Girl Genius, it is like the quintessential steampunk comic,
0: okay. i um, I do enjoy steampunk. I did not know about this, but this is fun. I like yes. learn- I like when I get to learn things on the podcast. I'm like, oh, n- new things for me to find out about
1: um, and ironically, um, and this will also come up later, Uh, I am doing a competition at Dragon Con for page to stage where I got Agatha Hatterdyne as my cosplay character. Um, So I will be revisiting a design that I, or a character that I designed way back, like 12 years ago as a new character with all of the skills and techniques that I have at my disposal now
0: that's awesome um for somebody who's getting into cosplay what would you say your best recommendations where do they start
1: i mean it really depends on what you want to do um you know if if you just want to dress up like a character and you can find a character like if you can find a costume have at it like if i have i i just uh debuted um fish odor from bob's burgers and i mean that's all things that i got off amazon Mm. or i got from savers but if you want to like build something and you can move from one to the other it's not an exclusive thing um then i would say what is the technique or what is what What are you good at doing now? Um, I sew. I sew for a living. I was good at sewing. A lot of my cosplays are sewing based. I decided that I wanted to learn foam. So I built a cosplay out of foam. If you are a more hands-on person who does, who likes like wood stuff and like, um more uh maybe things that don't are are rigid Mm. i guess wood stone uh metal like that kind of stuff then you want to start with foam because they're very similar leather they kind of translate well and then if you want to get into fabric go go get into fabric if you really like programming and cad and like all of those tech things you might want to try starting off with 3D prints or um, ca- well, casting. I mean, is a little bit more like chemistry stuff and sculpting stuff. So, I mean, that, that's probably a little bit more advanced. If you really like makeup, you know, start there. There's really no... The only wrong way to enter into cosplay is if you hate it.
0: I would. Okay. Yep. That that makes absolute sense. (laughs) Uh, So let's kind of reverse that. It's not so much the hate on your side. If you hate cosplaying, let's talk about the gatekeepers in nerd culture because they do exist. We have to acknowledge that they exist. Um, What is your advice for people who want to get who are gatekeepers? You know, how did people deal with gatekeepers versus, you know, what have you done to deal with gatekeepers? Because I'm assuming you weren't when you did your BB-8 costume it wasn't like two point accurate with BB-8 I'm not assuming you were a giant ball with a slightly larger ball on top
1: um I mean I I don't get if you're a gatekeeper um you're just a miserable person like I feel really (laughs) bad saying that but like don't yuck someone else's yum. Um, I think that I never really got that because I'm not like, you're never going to look at my penguin and pretend like I'm actually trying to look like, um, what's his name?
0: <laughs> I don't know his, I'm Marvel. I do know his name because I have a hero. DeVito. Pick.
1: Danny DeVito. Oh, that
0: did, okay. You're not
1: going to pretend like I look like Danny DeVito because I don't. <laughs> Um, you know, you're, I, you can't pretend like I look like BB-8 because I don't. (laughs) Um, I, I got, I've had a few gatekeepers, but they were also like wrong gatekeepers, which was weird. (laughs) Um, I had someone who was like, oh, that Merida isn't made out of velvet. And I was like, why would Merida be made out of velvet? Like, that's not. Um
2: histor-
1: <laughs> what? Um and then I think the, uh, the another comment that I got was like, um you're too <laughs> you're too fat to be Alistair from Has Been Hotel. And I was like, You mean the twig? Like literally his shape is that. I'm as close as anyone is going to get.
0: <laughs> unless, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even unless you are a guy. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't even call that gatekeeping. That's more of just like toxic, just toxic personality in general. That, yeah. That's and that's and that's and that sucks too. Yeah. And that is something you have to deal with. And and I I'm glad you said that. And I I want to we will come back to Ben Franklin Space Marine because I swear to God I want to know everything about this guy. But you brought up a good point. Uh, you are a woman. Shocker! Uh, which is why we're having you on. You know, you you've had to deal with things that I will never have to deal with, and it 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 blows my mind that these are issues, especially in a culture because I've always thought nerd culture is that th- one of those things that should be the like the beacon in the darkness for the downtrodden. We have, for, for the most part, at least those who were we'll say teenagers or younger in the 90s before the 2000s we've dealt with the stigmatisms of nerdiness of playing D, of being fans of animes of knowing you know having the arguments over uh you know picard or uh oh my god i can't believe i can't think of the others. <laughs> oh my god i will shatner is you know his character yeah um You know, the Star Trek debates, knowing that don't panic, you know, 42 is the answer to life. All these things were things that made us happy. And nerd culture has always been an escapism for everybody. Yet we have these toxic people. We have this toxic concept that's in our culture that I just, I, I legitimately, to this point, I still don't understand why or how it could be there. And you've had to deal with that um what was it let's start with childhood like your younger years what was it like being a female nerd in your younger years
1: so i don't know if anyone ever considered me a nerd or they just always thought i was weird to begin with Hmm. um because i was an artsy kid it never came up okay to be fair um you know the so the reason why Ben Franklin Space Marine exists mm. um, is because, and this I guess doesn't, e- it kind of counts, but it doesn't count all at the same time. <laughs> um, is that when I was like 13, 14, um, a kid in my summer camp called me Ben Franklin because I had a, I still do have a tendency to look over the f- rims of my glasses
0: that that's that was it
1: that was it that was the only reason
0: dude that's some like in depth
1: like
0: 10th level like i would never even how
1: and when i confronted them about it they said um it's just a reminder to look through your glasses and i was like what a weird like what <laughs> what? what um so you know, that inspired me to reclaim a, and and as a, a 14, 13, 14 year old girl who was never super skinny and never really like girly girl, it was like comparing me to a 70 year old man. And it, I, you know, I didn't cry about it, but it, it still hurt. I can um, imagine. So what I and so why Ben Franklin Space Marine exists is because I w- wanted to reclaim a little bit of my childhood as a yeah, yeah I am Ben Franklin. Fuck you. Like <laughs>
0: for you i that is the biggest middle finger that you could give Uh, i don't know what this kid's name was back in the day but we're gonna call him tim tim you're a dick first off and good on you for giving tim the middle finger by building this thing seriously
1: (laughs) so and i wanted i wanted it to also be um like the 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 friend behind you who has your back whenever people are just being asshats about things because it it doesn't make any sense. And, you know, it, I, I thought like, so one of the things that I like to also do is interactive cosplay. And one of the things that I was going to do, and I haven't yet incorporated this because I haven't found a way to mass produce it, is um make purity seals. Uh, for all mm. those Warhammer people, purity seals are like everything. <laughs> um i have collected encouraging words from other cosplayers and other cosplay communities and i was going to have my handler um give them out to people that i felt kind of needed that needed a little bit of like it, it will, I know, I know everyone says it, but like, it will be okay. Like you will find your people and yeah, maybe your family doesn't get it, but also maybe your family aren't your people. And that's just taken a lot of therapy to figure out like, oh wait, my, my family is my people. Cause I thought they weren't for the longest time, but no, they, they are my people. Um, but I know that my relationship isn't everyone's relationship.
0: It's true. And you know, I, I know we laughed about the the whole looking over your glasses thing because and that's where the name, but that's that I can only imagine how hurtful that was because you're a kid and it doesn't yeah. matter what somebody says, it's the fact that they're pointing you out. And the fact that you took this painful moment and you turned it into this absolutely, it is truly incredible art because it's not just even just a costume at this point it is pure art and Thank you've you. done a phenomenal job with it um you know, it's mind-bogglingly awesome um so my next question to follow up with that is why space marines
1: i think that it was just that my husband was building a space marine
0: okay so he's he's got a he's got a space marine costume as well he
1: did have a space marine oh he did um we we learned a great or he learned a great deal building his space marine um and we learned how space marines die slowly in your basement and what not to do in a space marine to make them die slowly in your basement okay um so yeah so for for about a year we were a two space marine family, uh, and then my husband's space marine uh, was taken apart and uh, repurposed for oh, no. pieces oh, because no. it was un unsalvageable.
0: Oh no! Oh, that's horrible. That's sad. Yeah. But uh, but are you guys like big Warhammer forty k fans?
1: Nope.
0: No. Wow. My husband, my
1: husband reads the books, and the only okay. reason why he doesn't play the game is that we don't have enough space.
0: that's fair. it It is called forty k for a reason, you know um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I you know, we talk a lot about everything. We're, you know, we're very communicative towards each other. And I learned too much. About Warhammer forty K, um, just through osmosis.
2: <laughs> Some of these things I
1: just learned through osmosis, just by being around. So, like, I know, you know, I know about all of the Primarchs, and I know about like half of the clans, and I've probably been calling them the wrong thing, but whatever. Um, <laughs>
0: It's only a few people out there just like eye twitching, yeah, but we're, yes. we're <laughs> you're gatekeepers.
1: No, you're not a gatekeeper. I just don't know anything. Um, <laughs> mm. uh, I know about the emperor. I know so much that I don't need to know, but I do.
0: That's That's um, awesome. That's impressive. That's that's thoroughly impressive that you spent because how many hours did you spend on this costume?
1: that many anymore yeah
0: (laughs) okay so you spend an ungodly amount of time on this costume yeah that's mind-boggling crazy and you're not even you're passionate about the cosplay you're not passionate about the lore you're not passionate about the the rpg the tabletop game
1: I mean, you. if if I was, would I have made a Ben Franklin Space Marine? No. um, I would have found, you know uh, a group that i I liked more, and there are groups that I like the aesthetic of. Mm-hmm. Um, but to really build something for that long, you kind of have to have a something like a little deeper. <laughs> then it's true then just like oh it looks cool like it looks <laughs> cool doesn't last you know three years mm. it looks cool lasts until i get the fabric home and then i realize i don't like the character anymore so i it's like in my attic like that's
0: what it looks. cool But this, I, I honestly, I think this one's better than you just. Even if you were passionate about a a uh, any of the the, the Warhammer 40k uh, races and or the Space Marine chapters or legions, you know, depending on what if you're the Horus Heresy or pre-Horus Heresy, um, it's yours has a symbolism behind it that is far greater. Because this is your found, this is your founding character, and I like that because every Space Marine chapter has a founding Primarch. Yep. your founder is a founding father, and it goes on so many levels. It's not only on a level for you, a personal level. It is on a a an American level. It is on a Warhammer 40k level, and it is just like it, it's a Taramasu. Of yes. just various layers over here, and I think that's absolutely phenomenal.
1: There is somewhere, do... somewhere in the world, because I've seen him, but I don't know where he is right now. There is also um a Great Britain space marine, really, and uh, he was commissioned because I saw the the person who was building it in the in uh, forum. And I was like, "We must be friends." <laughs> who, who commissioned this? <laughs> like, Ooh, can guys, I just get every country to like make a Space Marine based on the country?
0: I'm I'm sorry, but the, I <laughs> you was, have to okay. You have to find this guy. You have to find the guy that actually it, it, who commissioned it. Yeah, I want to see you and him or her, whoever it is, and I want to see you probably him. It's probably two, him. And, it's you know, probably yeah. him. I want to see you guys in Boston, like on like the 4th of July, just crossing chainswords. Dude, that would be like the most, or like, or Philadelphia, like right in front of the Liberty Bell. Are are you kidding me? This would be like one of the most like pristine chef's kiss moments.
1: So so I took Ben to to C2E2 last year to compete Mm. and um, we didn't win. But if we had won, I would have had to ship him to London. Because oh that's God. where the world finals were.
0: Wow. man, that
1: so... um, Which would have been fun. Because <laughs> I'd be like, That
0: would have been like America invading Great Britain. It's yeah. our turn now. Like, oh yeah. my God, that would have been but a it's,
1: blast. It's also kind of awkward because I don't also think of him as America. I think of him as Ben Franklin. I like but I that. also, you know, as I was saying, I, I built him in a time when the country was looked at weird by the rest of the world and even you know by me and uh, so many people within the country I was like what does this mean should I stop what is what is the rest of the world going to think of him what are they going to think of me like what you know it questioned and like thought of a lot while building him because of what's happening outside. And even then, when I say Ben, you know, a a great deal of of the Warhammer people I know aren't from America. So they're like, what? And I'm like, Ben Franklin, you know, Ben Franklin. (laughs) And they're like, the electricity guy?
2: (laughs) <laughs> I was like,
1: well, I mean, yes, the electricity guy, but like he did all of these other things. And, you know, there's uh, 32, I think, um, Ben Franklin themed Easter eggs.
0: Oh, what yeah. yeah you were talking yeah. about that. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, the pe- people basically see the turkeys first, like they go, America, turkeys, weird question. And then like they kind of. Kind of all you know filters down. Mm. Um, I was going to
0: ask if there's a turkey on there because I, I didn't look, but like, yes,
1: both of his shins are like four foot turkeys that light up. That's so awesome. Um, and I mm. think it it originally came from he's got a cannon arm, mm. and um, it the the little. Uh, pipes that run from his backpack, which is a Ben Franklin stove, to the cannon, are um our blood, sweat, and tears, and it shoots out freedom.
0: Oh my god, that's and, so um, patriotic! The
1: uh, the cannon is a rainbow color, like the light inside the cannon, because freedom looks different for everybody.
0: Good lord, you took this onto so many levels.
1: Yeah, there's a lot. Jeez. um it also on his arm uh it says we hold these truths to be self-evident that all people are created equal or in in uh endowed by certain creators i don't remember
0: (laughs) it's It's still it's Um, all good i'm I'm impressed
1: the original said man Mm -hmm. and um i don't know if ben franklin himself would have been into having everybody but it is you know everybody has uh you know these rights that are endowed to them by their creator and he was very specific not to get super political he was very specific on not putting god into the equation
0: i like that i like that a lot that's man that's i i love that about like you really have gone above and beyond with that costume yeah. and that's not what we came here to talk about I mean we <laughs> did come in as a little bit but like wow that is that's a 32 layer cake of yeah. like deepness that you put into this and I can't do anything but commend you on your incredible deep thought because if you put countless hours I can't imagine how much time and thought process you put into that so yeah. good for you <laughs> um so we, we kind of talked about who you are we kind of t- yeah. t- talked about your your <laughs> costumes and your your company um I'm curious because we, we did I do want to touch a little bit on uh international women's appreciation yeah. um you know you you said you really were just that wasn't your thing was you weren't subjected as the nerd but did you have any nerdy role models or heroes when you were growing up or who were your heroes as a kid
1: i don't know if i ever had any heroes in particular okay um like when you emailed me and were like you who are your heroes and i was like you know i didn't i don't think I mean, even now, like I don't have many heroes. Um, they're people that I look up to, mm-hmm. but as a kid, like I I don't think I had many. Um, I have things and people that impacted my view of myself and you know how I well to see those. myself. But I wouldn't necessarily say like, you know, people you know, their hero or like Nichols mm. and, you know, I mean, to go back to the Star Trek thing, like Shatner and Nick and like all of these people who have like pushed through all of these walls. And like, I don't think that that was ever like a thing for me. Mm. Um, I, you know. I think also part of it is that I'm dyslexic.
2: OK
1: so a lot of the things that people found to get into their loved genre mm-hmm. um was always books and reading and like that kind of thing and while most of the nerdiness that i that kind of shaped me our books. I didn't necessarily take them any further because I didn't have the ability to take them any further. If that makes sense. No, no, that
0: absolutely makes sense. Um, I I get it.
1: So like I didn't read, I I didn't read The Hobbit until I was in like seventh grade. Okay. Because it was a excessively intimidating book.
0: Yeah, I can imagine.
1: Um, and then I I started reading the wheel of time which is a staggeringly terrifying book for someone who is dyslexic um i really liked the wizard of earth sea ursula k Le um i really found like a home on pern even now like my comfort book is um just like the whole Harper Hall trilogy. I have read that thing like 10 times. Like that is my happy place. Um, So I guess it's not like a person, but like a a world that kind of made me who I am.
0: I get that. So let's talk about representation then. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, if we're being honest here, 90s 80s 70s 60s most of women in sci-fi fantasy culture for the most part were either the victims yeah, or the damsels in distress or they if they were a hero they they were overly sexualized yeah. symbols of of women yeah. we're keeping this nice here um versus now even today i can go look at i mean coming out in less than a month is dungeons and dragons and the 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 muscle is a woman she is a barbarian woman and she's absolutely amazing uh you have scarlett johansson or you have and you have uh oh my gosh uh I can't believe I can't think of her name right now, uh, who played Scarlet Witch, uh, Elizabeth yep. Olson. Mm-hmm. and you you have a lot more representation, you know, it, it, is this something that I just see because, you know i'm I'm trying to be more aware of it, or is it or do you feel that way too, that you're being represented uh, in nerd culture better?
1: Um, hmm. I think because. I didn't necessarily. So my favorite of all of them is Haley Atwell. Okay. Um, I love Agent Carter. I love uh, Captain Carter. Like I love all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think because when I was little, I focused more on women writing books. And there wasn't this big push to make books into movies
2: Mm.
1: that I didn't notice. Like, I know that that seems really weird. But like, as I said, two two out of the four authors that I mentioned are women Mm. who, I mean, Wizard of Earthsea, not necessarily like women based since the main character is a man. Um, But if you get to, like, the Tombs of Atuan, women-based. Dragon Riders of Pern, fairly women-based. There's some questionable things that happen in the Dragon Riders of Pern. Um, But, like, you know, um, even I've done a lot of Robert Jordan interviews um, for Wheel of Time things. And even the women in his books, while some of them can be very caricaturistic, um, the ones that I find the most interesting and the ones that I like are the ones that aren't traditionally women or, or not, not traditionally women. Not, they don't have like the traditional womenly values. Like they're not, my favorite character in The Wheel of Time is Nynaeve. Okay. Everyone is gonna tell you like Nynaeve is super annoying. You wanna know why she's super annoying? Because she can she has a tendency to treat men like men, like she has a tendency to treat men like men, like she she doesn't feel herself as a woman until later in the books. She just thinks of herself as like the only smart one in this room. Um, and then we're not even going to talk about Tolkien because literally there are no women in any of his books who matter. Um, love Galadriel, but like, hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, no, I get that.
1: Um, so I think that that whole like 90s, even early 2000s, when there wasn't a lot of women in nerddom, I think kind of passed me by just because of the. Where I was in nerddom mm. was way more book based, and I could read books about women and female experiences.
0: I get that. I Sorry, like that. that. Kind of
1: went off topic.
0: <clears but throat> <literally>. No, you're <laughs> welcome to the DNA podcast. This is what we do. We go <laughs> on tangents. uh We live and breathe and eat, sleep by them. But no, it, it it's it's it is interesting. It is fascinating to find where you know not everybody not that i try to put anybody in these cookie cutter exemplifications of you know what their representation and who they are it's yeah. it's fun to find out that you know yes you do enjoy the representation that you are seeing now yes there is a lot more representation however it didn't hit me because it wasn't in the category where i was looking at you were in for lack of better words, you were in the library,
2: yes, and you
0: were reading the books. So, books are timeless, and they are. There is a lot more, yeah. Even in even in book culture, the, I mean, while it's not my favorite series, I mean, you have the Hunger Games, which was a book series about a uh, you know a woman, and who you know it, it did become movies, and it did launch a lot of you know ships um and while there is a lot of controversy behind it now uh Harry Potter uh yeah. J.K. Rowling uh who <clears throat> she did launch some nerd culture and there's other bridges with her and what was represented afterwards yeah um but there is a more progression and as much as i detested twilight yeah um <laughs> which it, it it did launch a lot of female nerdy fandom, and it yep. did launch it launched vampires hardcore and werewolves, and for some weird reason zombies. Uh, Do you remember that when they came out with a zombie love interest? It <laughs> well, was a movie
1: as as a romance entrepreneur, not entrepreneur <laughs> as a romance connoisseur. connoisseur. I I'm, like if the book doesn't have a romantic story anywhere in it, I don't read it. Um, <laughs> But I never, I never, read, I never read Twilight. I never you're, read better Twilight. For, you're better for it. You're better for it. I think I watched like half of a movie because I accidentally went into the wrong theater at one point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then i was like,
1: this isn't what I wanted to watch. And then I left. So like,
0: <laughs> but they did they did <clears throat> while I mean, they there, are not. There minor. is
1: this weird, like I mean, with like iZombie, there is like this weird, like sexy zombie thing. I like out of everything, because I also really am into like paranormal, cryptid, like that kind of stuff, like out of all of the cryptids and otherworldly things that exist, I think zombies are the thing that scare me the fucking most and I would absolutely lose my ever loving mind (laughs) if we went into a zombie apocalypse like I would be done I'd be over I would be mentally gone they terrify me so when it came to like zombies being romanticized I am out I'm out
0: I saw it. I was like, "It's like, ooh, we've hit a new low. <laughs> I thought Game Piranha player, sure. 3D. Werewolf,
1: <laughs> sure. All of these other things, absolutely. Zombies, mm. fuck no.
0: That's funny. <laughs> so, Ms. Redfield, where can the people out in Nerd Nation find you if they want to come follow you and if they want to uh, procure your services?
1: So, they can find me on... Um... Facebook at redfield design. Cause that was the first one I ever created. Um, I'm on Instagram and TikTok at alternative couture, alternative underscore couture. Um, actually you can now find me on Twitch cause I do that now. Nice. Why? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I stream there every, I might be changing it, but at the moment it's every Friday mm-hmm. at noon. Um And we cosplay, we do cosplay things. Uh, nice. And I teach stuff. Nice. Um, And that's, uh, and I have a Ko-Fi. Okay. So if you want to drop me a tip or get some merch, that's where that's going to be.
0: It's pronounced Ko-Fi. I'm not going to lie. I legitimately thought it was pronounced coffee.
1: Because there I, is another thing that's like, buy me a coffee. It's not the same thing.
0: I, I've seen that one and I saw the, co- the Ko-Fi and I was like, oh, coffee. And I'm like, that's fun. Way speed. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that tells you I don't have one by the way <laughs> and I might be dating myself here. What's coffee? Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and let's wrap this up on our side. As always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you're listening to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNApod or on our Twitter page, nerddnapod.com or on our webpage, nerddnapod.com. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Hugh, and I have been joined by the wonderful, the forward-thinking, the layer cake that is Miss Redfield. Thank you so much madam for being on the show thank you for in uh being here to appreciate and personify international women's appreciation month uh it has truly been a pleasure and we will make sure to plug you we'll grab all your your links and we'll put them in the podcast episode and we're going to post up pictures with you because this is you guys do you guys have to check this out she did an amazing job truly from the bottom of my heart. it is absolutely incredible But seriously, thank you so much for being on the show tonight.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And on that note, thank you and good night.